0: What's up? This is Makad Brooks. I'm playing James the Bridge Olsen. That's right. And you are listening to Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio. Super, 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 super girl radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW's Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. And I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to discuss the Season 2 episode of the show titled Changing. But first, let's get to the news. The CW has released a Heroes vs. Aliens trailer to promote the upcoming four-show crossover event, which starts on Monday, November 28th. Aliens! You can't do
1: this alone.
2: I am not plan to. These things are like World War Z zombies.
1: Best team up ever!
0: It's good there are guys like you to help the world.
1: Alcohol, tech support. You really did it this time. Seriously? Yeah. You asked for my help. And then we end up up the creek. Heroes
2: versus Aliens, the four-night crossover event, starts with Supergirl, Monday, November 28th on The
0: CW. Uh, so did everybody get a chance to watch this? Yes. <laughs> it actually aired during the uh, episode this week. I was, yeah, uh, I was surprised did. to see that, yeah. Uh, so Carly, do you have any thoughts about what we saw in this uh, trailer? So I looked down from my screen for like
2: two seconds and then friend of the podcast, Andy B, texted me and was like, did you see the Dominators in the up in the teaser? And I was like, no, (laughs) because it was kind of it was kind of a blink and you miss it cameo because it's only like a 40 second teaser. so. I did miss it, but you put some. You were gracious enough to put some little screen caps in here.
0: Well, I figured I wanted to give you uh, fuel to haunt your dreams. They're uh. super creepy. <laughs> they kind of
2: look. They kind of look like mummified skeletons, almost. A little bit. uh. Ugh super creepy or like the aliens from signs i don't even know like super creepy I'm
0: kind of like that yeah i was actually surprised yeah they do they...
1: look like the aliens from Signs. <laughs> just pour some water I mean, on those them. It'll are be camouflaged fine. but <laughs>
0: uh well i was surprised by the fact that they and because in the comic in the invasion comic they have like these robes on so i was i was sort of surprised to see them sort of walking around naked uh, so they don't, they don't have any clothes on so uh, that, that'll be interesting uh, they're trying to take
1: over the earth and they're flashing us all yes. it's not okay not okay so many violations I
0: almost, I almost wonder though if the robes
2: might have been a little too comical like they might have not been able to do it without it looking goofy
0: yeah yeah that could be the case and I guess they wanted them to look more alien and I guess if they've got robes on maybe they look kind of human so I don't know uh, but I was surprised by that. And, of course, uh, you know, there's some some other things in there um, uh, that kind of popped out. Uh, Morgan, what are your thoughts about this uh, trailer that we got?
1: I thought it looked fun. It was that there were so many characters in the trailer. Like, there were so many I couldn't even keep track of who was, like, talking and who was fighting. I was, like, a Supergirl fighting with Vixen and then like it was like half a second it was gone I was like I don't know what's happening <laughs> uh, but I'm <laughs> I'm excited to see everybody like interact I think that's going to be really fun
0: yeah and uh, you might have to help me with some of the Legends characters since I haven't been watching the show <laughs> uh, I, I kind of I know who they all are but uh, some of their interactions uh, might be a little new to me but uh, I was surprised to also see there was a little death stroke in there so um, I think he's supposed to pop up for Era's 100th episode, and I think that's kind of falling in to the crossover. So uh, I'd be, I, I'm I'm curious as to why Deathstroke is in there. I don't know. If he, I don't know if we're going to get to see Deathstroke fighting some some Dominators. Oh my God! So many things. So many things. So many things to look forward to. Um, looks looks great. Um, I still I'm not going to get my hopes up about Snapper Car with the teleportation snaps. Uh, oh no! <laughs> but uh,
1: but hopefully, I feel like Snapper Car should be the key of this whole thing. Like at the end of that, like maybe like the signs M Night Shyamalan twist is that it's been Snapper <laughs> Car all along. <laughs> oh my gosh! If he ended up being the actual hero, uh,
0: that thun- that would that would be like the thumbs up. Uh, but I don't know what they'll do with him if he'll be in the uh, crossover at all. It sounds like maybe just Supergirl is going to be in it, but. Um, It's good to have a date for this, uh, November 28th. So that's when we can uh, start this crossover thing and and see where it leads. So that is very exciting. Well, I think that's going to do it for all of our news this week. Uh, So let's get into our discussion of the season two episode, uh, the season two episode of Supergirl titled Changing. And here is the official description. Quote, The Guardian debuts to lend a hand after a parasite alien drains Supergirl of her power. Monel considers a less than desirable new career, which then leads him to contemplate his motives. And Alex struggles with a new reality, unquote. Uh, so let's start talking about Parasite because he was kind of a big part of this episode. So, Carly, what did you think about our introduction to Dr. Rudy Jones, AKA Parasite?
2: You mean cousin of tom cruise actor william Mapother. yes like that guy <laughs> also aka
1: ethan from lost i was about um, to say it's creepy ethan from lost yeah, that should be been, the tip-off right there not to trust that guy yeah he's yeah. <laughs> right. like oh i know you're one of the others ethan <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's always Spoiler good to see alert. him and
1: stuff but
2: uh well it's funny because i saw the teaser for this episode where um Alex and John show up at the facility and they find the dog carcass and then kind of figure things out. But I was like, this feels very x filesy to me. And then it was really funny because the writer of the episode tweeted that she had pitched an idea to Craig Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg where... Because they they shared a writing credit with her on this episode, they, she basically pitched the idea of doing an homage to. There's an early episode of The X Files in season one called Ice, which is actually an homage to the John Carpenter movie The Thing, um, and it's basically all about this alien parasite that is <clears throat> excuse me is trapped in the ice for like thousands of years and then gets dug up by this Arctic expo- like exploration team and um oh my god i thought of that same one too (laughs) starts infecting people and then they turn on each other and everybody's trapped so the supergirl thing kind of uh took a page from that at the beginning at least We know when they when they because like in the x-files episode there's a dog that gets infected there's this whole thing so I thought that was really funny and I kept waiting for Mulder and Scully to show up at one point. And then I thought about what a great I thought about what a great crossover that would be if they were working with the DEO. I was like, oh man, because Mulder would totally be into the idea of aliens. Like he I feel like he would just be <laughs> so excited about Supergirl existing. He would just be like, This is awesome. Um, and then every time they called him Doctor Jones, it just reminded me of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like I kept thinking, like I kept thinking of short round, Doctor um, Jones. Yes, yes. I wanted to say it every time. I was thinking <laughs> short round from from the second Indiana Jones. Doctor
0: Jones, anyway.
2: Doctor Jones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Um, I, I overall, I, I didn't think the his storyline was all that memorable. I don't think it was really supposed to be, to be honest. Like there were there were certain other story elements I thought were stronger and worked better for me, which I'm sure we'll get to in later, you know, later part of the discussion. Um, The one thing I I really struck me was when Kara kind of figures out how to stop him at the end, she, with the plutonium, she, as he's kind of draining too much energy from her, from the plutonium that she's holding in her hand, she actually says, I'm sorry to him before he basically dies like she's apologizing for the fact that she kind of has to stop him um which i thought was really moving because that's like a very supergirl thing where she has compassion for him and she feels regret over what she has to do so
0: yeah i had some issue with the fact that they made supergirl kill parasite because They've made a big deal on the show about, oh, Superman doesn't kill, Supergirl doesn't kill. And I think, like, next week they're going to have, spoiler alert, they're going to be like, Guardian doesn't kill. And I'm like, maybe just just be like, we're going to do whatever we can to save the day. Because then, <laughs> then when they do this stuff, it's like, but you said you weren't going to kill anybody. Uh, so I kind of think that that's a little strange that they would go against their little... Uh, standards that they've already set up for themselves but i do agree with you that i liked that she in character correct form for supergirl she offered him a last chance before she took her action she she wanted to help him and he was the one who chose to fight her instead of to let her help so uh, i thought that was a nice moment and very very supergirl
1: yeah, I like that, too. Like that moment like right before he charges her when she's like, no, I can still help you even though you're a giant weird-looking creature. And he was like, no, I'm just going to open up my second mouth and try to eat you. <laughs> yeah, he did have he had, like, several. Three yeah. he had, like three mouths. It was like three. not okay. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I was not okay with it. <laughs>
0: yeah it was fairly gross uh morgan did you have any other thoughts about parasite
1: yeah it definitely like just like carly said it reminded me so much of that x-files episode especially like when they're like investigating the like remote base um i thought the um i thought the the like environmental stuff was a little heavy-handed and almost like unnecessary like did it have to be because he was like trying to like save the planet. It didn't seem like he was trying to save the planet at all. It just seems like he wanted to like eat people. <laughs> like I didn't, <laughs> I wasn't sure like where he was going with that. Like I definitely wanted him to eat that guy in the limo, like no joke, but <laughs> I didn't see how like he was helping anything.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I think some of that was him struggling with the parasite in him. Cause I actually really, one of the things I liked about what they did with him in this episode was that after dr jones studies his blood at the lab and realizes that he and parasite have become one he starts to use we when talking about himself and the parasite so i thought that was a good uh way to show that he had been consumed by the parasite so yeah i mean for for you know, overall, I think they did a really great job with Parasite. His his kind of final form, like when he's, he sucked up all the, the power and got really big, I thought that looked great. He looked very recognizable as Parasite to me. And uh, so I, I think, you know, on the whole, I, th- I thought it was good. I, I kind of wish that they had been able to keep him around, but I guess this is one of those characters that you kind of use up all you got on on, <laughs> on the one time. Um And we actually have, since you brought it up, Carly, we do have um, an email from a listener named Greg who actually referenced uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, He wrote, didn't this episode (laughs) remind you of John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982? Through a dog, (laughs) an unknown alien entity infects people at a remote facility. That is totally a The Thing thing. So... Greg <laughs> was uh, making that connection too, so I'm glad you brought that up.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, the X Files thing is totally uh, the, <laughs> the X Files thing. It is the X Files <laughs> thing because it's the X Files version of the thing. Um, yeah, I think it. I think I think everything kind of goes back to that movie. But um, I know the writer said specifically that she
1: kind of pitched an X Files type scenario, which I thought was really cool. That is cool. I remember when they, like, in the beginning of the episode, and they've got the, I think it was like a wolf on the table, and he's like, I was like, don't put your hand in that wolf. Come on. <laughs> well, of course he's going to. I mean, you told him not to, so that's
0: that's code exactly. for do Do the opposite of what Morgan told him to do. Yeah. Uh, they just never listen to me. Nah, why don't they? I don't know. Um, yeah, so uh, Parasite was a, a fairly good villain. Um, we got to see him fight several of our characters all of our heroes so that was cool um and one of the characters who was kind of helping to figure out what was going on with parasite was alex but parasite kind of wasn't the the main thing for her in this episode um she had some other stuff she was dealing with so carly what did you think about alex in this episode
2: oh alex i just want to give Kyler lee all the awards Because, honestly, she's so good. She's so good. Um, You know, I think it's interesting because there were a lot of people that I saw talking about the episode last night and saying, like, it felt more genuine and more real that she and Maggie didn't just get together at the end of the episode, which which I agree with. I think the fact that the show is having them stay friends, even though Alex is interested in her and Maggie knows it now, obviously (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of hard to miss now. Um, But, you know, I was, I was talking to someone about the episode and I said, um, it feel, I think the reason it feels more real is because real life isn't perfect. You know, you're not going to always get a happily ever after. And sometimes the timing isn't right, you know? And I think Maggie had a good point in that, Alex is still kind of finding herself, you know, she's come out to Cara, but she hasn't come out to anybody else yet. She hasn't come out to any of her friends at the DEO. She hasn't come out to the rest of her family, um, which I'm kind of hoping we'll get a, uh, Eliza Danvers cameo. Um, Fingers crossed, because I want like I want a good scene for her and Alex. I think that would be really great.
0: I mean, she's got to um, she's got to come back for the Jeremiah Danvers storyline, which they haven't talked about in like five episodes. <laughs> so I know. Well, well
1: uh, Alex has been a little bit busy, but she's going <laughs> to get on that like any day now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I, th- um, I think it would be great to see her again.
2: Yeah, I, I think it'd be a really nice, a really nice way to kind of tie it in to the Alex storyline. But, you know, I I really liked both of the scenes with Kara that she had. Um actually all she had three different scenes with Kara that like basically made me cry for different reasons every time. <laughs> <laughs> um and I like that Kara kind of figured out like, "Oh, I probably wasn't always paying attention to you when we were growing up and maybe I didn't always give you or make you feel like comfortable enough to come talk to me about everything. Cause you know, I was kind of trying to figure out myself too, like as somebody who's not human. And so it's interesting because you kind of see the parallel of like, Kara's figured out her identity as a superhero. And now Alex is kind of finding her identity and figuring it out as a gay woman. And it's interesting because the scene where she's basically looking back at past friendships through a different lens now and realizing like, Oh wow, this person who was my best friend, like I was actually in love with her and didn't know it. And, um, which again, I saw a lot of people online talking about how that, that is such a true thing. Um, you know, when you have that kind of revelation about yourself later in life, you kind of, you have to go back through all your different experiences from their past and say, and say wow. So that's what was really going on there. Um, which I really appreciated. And, um, you know, and then the scene when she officially kind of comes out to Kara and they hug and I'm like, oh, just so many emotions. And then, and then obviously like later when (laughs) you can't shut Supergirl out of your apartment, Alex. She's just going to (laughs) fly through the window. I
1: saw somebody on Twitter say it was like um, that scene in Frozen where it's like, do you want to, like the, do you want to build a snowman scene? Right. And then she's like, "Nope, coming in."
2: Um, which I think this is the first time we've seen Alex's apartment. I in think the, it uh, is in, this, in the show. She's a nice apartment, mm-hmm. um, you know. And 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 the scene, and then it, you know, and basically just before we get to the the cliffhanger with Monel, you know, it just it just ends with like Cara holding Alex and like telling her she's proud of her for being brave, and you know, and telling maggie how she really feels and i'm like oh, i love you two so much <laughs> it's just so great i love that they're there for each other like it's my favorite it's my favorite relationship on the show hands down like even more than any romantic relationship i just love them
0: i would agree this this episode was a good episode for the danver sisters and and showing their close bond um, Morgan, what did you think about what was going on with Alex?
1: Yeah, the Alex storyline this episode was definitely like my favorite part of it, like hands down. The the way that they've been handling the storyline in the whole season has been so good so far and I, I like that they had like a little conflict because there was um like Alex sort of misunderstood Carr's like initial reaction to her telling her and it was really like Carr was realizing like, Oh, my secret has been so big like, our whole lives, that it's kind of blotted out anything that you've had, like, going on in your life, and I've never noticed it before. Mm. Um, and I thought that that was a, a really interesting way of them, like, going about it. it. It it felt different than, like, what we usually see in these coming out stories, where it was literally, in a way, it was Kara being a little bit self uh, like self-absorbed again, because... <laughs> She was. She kind of was like, "Oh no, did I do this?" It's like, um, it's about your sister, girl. <laughs> but to uh, <laughs> take a second, simmer down. But um, I I really liked the way that they they played that out because I think there's probably like a lot of different ways that they could have went about it, and uh, probably one of the ways would have been to just have Cara be like, "Okay," and everything kind of go and be fine. But I don't think that that's realistic. There would be some conflict there. I think there would at at least just car being kind of surprised and, and her thinking to herself, like, Oh, has it, it's always been about me because I've had this big secret my whole life. Um, And I think, you know, for, for Alex as well, like maybe like taking care of Cara and, and, uh, and all her stuff at the DEO has been such a big part of her life that she's managed to, and she even kind of talks about how she's managed to sort of ignore that whole aspect of herself for so long. And I think having Kara, having a sister who's an alien definitely would, like, help you out with that. Because he's always got a lot of stuff going on. So, like, you know, dating can wait. <laughs> but uh, so I thought that that was a, like, an I liked the, the way that they approached that. And Kyler Lee was so, so good in this episode. Like, every one of her scenes was, like, dead on. And I love that that the first scene that she has with Maggie where she's sort of like, hey, girl, hey. And Maggie's like, not until, not until you tell the people who are important to you, like, what's going on. And she says to, um, I had to look up the quote, but she says to Alex, you're real and you deserve to have a full, uh, happy life, which is so, like, so sweet. And I, I just think that's such an important, like, message to have on Supergirl and, like, a show that's going to reach so many, like, young people and young girls, too. Like, you deserve to be who you are and uh and that scene at the end where um cara and alex are on like the the couch and and she's crying and oh uh, it was so rough uh but i do agree with carly i think a hundred percent it was way more realistic that maggie would be kind of standoffish and maybe like you know i want to be your friend i want to help you through this but i don't think it's a good idea that we date right now because alex really has been through something really huge and life-changing and to just like jump into a relationship like right after that it's probably not I think even Alex or even Maggie says like those relationships never work out. So in my mind like she's like I if we got together I'd want it to work out. So that's yeah. that's the shipper in me. <laughs>
2: I I honestly don't think that there the show is ruling out an eventual an eventual like, like Sanvers relationship. I just feel like Because somebody somebody made the point to me, like, do you think that Maggie was leading her on and then, like, backed off? And I was like, no, I don't think so. Because, one, she didn't really know Alex's true intentions because she flat out asked Alex if she's gay. Alex backpedals. Then comes back to the bar and, and gives this kind of vagueish answer, like I think that you were right in the thing that you said about me that one time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then, <laughs> and then, words have um, meanings, and I am saying them <laughs> right. And, and then, and then, she, and then,
2: you know, Maggie says, "Oh, well, you know, I think it's really important that you tell the people that who are important to you about this." And she goes and tells Kara, and then, like. Kind of jumps Maggie a little bit and kisses her. And I'm like, I can understand why Maggie would be kind of like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes, slow your roll. You know, I think you need to kind of focus more on this part of your life. And like, you know, because Maggie's been out for a long time and she's more secure in that. And this is brand new to Alex. And I think she was kind of riding the high of like, being honest for the first time and wasn't really thinking about it. And she was like, I'm just going to act on my feelings and I like you and here you go. But I think it's good that the show is like, I'm going to have, you know, Maggie basically saying, I'm going to be here to support you as a friend for right now. But, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think there's potential in the future at some point. Yeah. I definitely
1: think that they're, they're, they're sort of building up to it. And I like that they're doing like a, very slow burn like a, like a like a good storyline with the two of them um, that's not just I, I sometimes get annoyed when I watch something and it's like obvious the two characters are gonna get together and then they get together and then you're like, okay, that's what I thought but like it happens way too fast like there's no story there. So I like that there's a there's a more of a story here and I think that Maggie it seemed to me even like like that Maggie was right like if they had just jumped into something right then it would have crashed and burned like I think, that Alex has to get, you know, you can't go from being, you know, realizing like, oh, I'm gay to being like in a serious relationship. Like the next day, it's probably not like healthy. (laughs) You should probably take some time for yourself. So, I mean, although obviously I ship it hard, uh, I think that there, it was a smart idea for the show to sort of like to, to hold that back a little bit and, and build that storyline up.
0: Yeah, I was actually surprised by the fact that Maggie, you know, kind of told her to 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 <laughs> to calm down. Uh, I, I could, because after uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before when Maggie's girlfriend broke up with her for being a sociopath, I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess they're going there now." So uh, I, I I'm still having a little bit of trouble with like the time frame of this. It all it all seems like it's they're taking their time with it, but it also feels really fast. I don't know why that is, uh, but it, I'm I'm trying to just kind of go with whatever this time frame is. Um,
1: but I, I did think I think the time frame seems so wonky because of the girlfriend that they randomly threw in. I don't feel like looking back on on the these last few episodes. Why did she the like? Why did Alex uh, did Maggie have a girlfriend at all? It didn't seem like it was needed, and it was like immediately uh, they immediately dumped it. Like right,
2: like they didn't need to establish that she was gay. We already knew she was gay. We didn't have to see her like kiss another girl. Like that almost seemed. It almost did seem kind of yeah. unnecessary.
1: Or if they were gonna have like a third wheel that was kind of like blocking that relationship between like Alex and and Maggie and like a- allowing Alex to realize she was jealous. Why not, like, not drag it out, but why not let that play out over a couple of episodes instead? Like, it was one episode, she was going on a date. The next episode, she was in a a relationship. The next episode, they had broken up, and she was devastated by it. I was like, how long have you known this? What is time? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I, I think we're supposed to assume, because they talk
0: about how, like, they've been hanging out a lot, so... I I guess it it has been uh, over several weeks, but it just, you know, when you watch it week to week, it's like, oh, but last week this is what happened, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's been a week ago. So it's just, it's hard to wrap my brain around sometimes because it feels fast, but in the time span of the show maybe it's not as fast as we think it is. Um, But I I did think Kyler did a a, a great job performance-wise in this episode. She, you know, really made me feel for what she was going through, and for me, I actually really thought this whole storyline actually made me, uh, connect to Kara a lot because I really liked, and I think this is very super girl for her to be so compassionate. And so there there for her sister. And I, I really liked the way that she, um, w- was there for Alex. You know, she kind of just sat there and listened to Alex. She asked questions when she could. And when Alex didn't want to talk anymore, she didn't push it. And, uh, when Alex needed to cry, she let her cry and you know, didn't, and sometimes that's all you need to do for people. If they want to talk, let them talk. If they need to cry, let them cry. So, I thought Car did a really good job of, you know, being there for her sister and um and just kind of uh being a rock for her when she needed it. So, I was like, "Way to go, Supergirl. Nice job." Um so I I was glad to see that. And of course, the The sisters are one of my favorite aspects and definitely my favorite relationship on the show. So I'm always glad when we get to see them hanging out, even if it's sad and everybody's crying. It's still it's still great to see them uh, together.
1: I realized like we hadn't gotten like a sisters on the couch scene in a while. <laughs> they gave us and two. I'm sad, I'm, and I'm sad that they couldn't be like binge watching something uh, a little happier but i'll take whatever scenes i can get
0: <laughs> well cara was watching something on tv when alex came by and i was like it's the middle of the day she's probably watching a soap opera i'm pretty sure she is uh that's I'm, th- that's that's my head canon, that uh cara is a soap opera fan uh, i'm just gonna go with that uh but of course i don't know if she could have been watching anything any, probably
2: that's that's what i used to watch when i was homesick from school <laughs> any number
0: of any number of episodes on her in her netflix queue uh, she probably could have been watching that as well but i'm just gonna assume if she wasn't feeling great she was just on the couch watching soaps uh that always makes
1: me so so you're, you're a soap person right rebecca so uh, what yeah. soap do you think that Kara would watch
0: Oh, well, there's only like four of them still left. So there's The Young and the Restless, there's The Bold and the Beautiful, there's uh, General Hospital, and there's Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives is one of the kookier ones that has, uh, sometimes they have, you know, demons and uh, aliens and and things like that. So I imagine that if (laughs) Kara really wanted to see uh, a soap that reflected her life, maybe she would go (laughs) for Days of Our Lives um, it just kind of I feel like she would be I feel like she'd be into General Hospital. I don't know why. I just
2: feel like she would.
0: Well, they do have a lot of mobsters on that show and kind of like, you know, uh some some mob families. So maybe <laughs> maybe she would maybe she would be into the crime aspect of it. Um yeah, that's that's a good question. That's a, that's one I'm going to ponder. <laughs> um and uh we had another character who was making a big lifestyle change in this episode uh I, ge- I guess that's how we can uh put that um so james decides that he's going to suit up as his, his guardian and he kind of demands it uh that he suit up his guardian um so carly what were your thoughts about uh james's first appearance as this new hero known as guardian okay the voice
2: modifier <laughs> is ridiculous <laughs> there's a point where he comes out i can barely even understand what he's saying that's the problem because macad brooks's voice is already really low and then you do the voice modifier that's supposed to give him like i don't know batman voice (laughs) and it it makes him almost impossible to understand unless you're watching with subtitles on which i usually do but there's a there was a point where he laughed with the voice modifier, and it is the funniest thing I have ever heard in my entire life because he was literally just like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you should go back and watch it at one point because it's like right after." I think it's like right after he equips the shield and sends parasite flying, and then he's just like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 ridiculous! <laughs> oh man." I honestly thought the coolest part was when he got on his motorcycle and, and Supergirl tried to see inside his helmet and it, it's made out of LEDs. So she couldn't use her x-ray vision and then he was just like see you later Whew, and drove off
1: <laughs> I kind of wanted him to like like lose control of the motorcycle and like, fall <laughs> over <laughs> he like tries to do the cool guy thing he's like I'll be seeing you Supergirl and then it, and then the motorcycle just like sputters and falls over
0: <laughs> yeah we've never heard him talk about his motorcycle riding uh, or that he even has a motorcycle <laughs> true. and all of a sudden he's riding mo- motorcycles. Like you have to go, don't you have to like go and get a special license for those? Yeah.
1: You have to have a separate he's license. He's James, the grown man, Olsen. He rode, rides motorcycles. He's grown. He rides
0: motorcycles.
1: He has a black belt. Uh,
0: we're learning all <laughs> sorts of things about James that he has never talked about before ever. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I would agree about the voice modulator. It was very difficult to understand. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. So I guess guess they'll keep that up uh, until Kara figures it out. Um, But, uh, Morgan, did you have any other thoughts about Guardian?
1: Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) So I think when this got, like, announced, we were all kind of like, really? All right. But I feel like we all were keeping a very open mind. And then it's... And now that it's happening, I just feel like, what's happening? (laughs) I don't understand the decisions being made here. It's If you're going to jump a character from, you know, being a photographer and, like, a journalist and and, not like a sidekick, but, like, you know, somebody who helps her by not, you know, having powers or fighting to a superhero – I don't feel like you should do that in one episode. Uh, and yet that's exactly what happened. Like he had his revelation last week because somebody ran over his camera and he doesn't have Amazon Prime two day shipping to get a new one. <laughs> and so now he's changing his whole life, which, by the way, I'm glad that we see so much of him running an entire company by himself. That seems like a it would be a full time job in itself. But He seems like he's doing pretty good with CatCo. We never have any checkups on him on that. (laughs) Um, It's just, I just, I feel so bad for Makad Brooks because he's such a good actor. I've loved him in a lot of other stuff and he's so charismatic. And unfortunately, I find Jimmy so... Ugh, like blah like i i just think that the the writers are trying so hard to figure out something to do with him I, I complain about this all the time but like when you can see them work this hard it doesn't become fun to watch it's like it feels like you you're watching like a brainstorming session where they're like what should we do i don't know what to do with jimmy like what if we wrote wrote him some storylines about like, investigative reporting no, what if we just put him in a giant metal suit with a weird voice modulator? And they're like, that's the gold idea. We're going to go with that. (laughs) I feel like, for me, the only redeeming um, factor of this storyline so far... Besides actually giving him something to do, is that his interactions with Win have been pretty precious? Like, who knew I would want this to see this much Jimmy and Win just like broing down? I don't care about the superhero thing; I think it's weird, but I just want to watch like Jimmy and Win like hang out. Like, that's all I really need.
0: Yeah, I really liked their team up when when was the man in the van. I, I thought that was great. and they, <laughs> they seemed like they were you know good teammates and, and that was good. But one of the things that I really did not care for about James in this episode and and, and it, it's so funny because you mentioned how I think we were all kind of open minded to this. for me, like it continues to get worse. By each episode, (laughs) like, I don't know how that happened. You're not wrong. (laughs) I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying so hard to be open-minded about this, but like, it keeps getting worse. So like in this episode, James was a total jerk to win. Like he goes into the DEO, which I don't know, does he have a badge? He just like pops up there. He continually (laughs) gets in there um, and it's none of his business, but he shows up. And then he's like, he's like demanding that Wynn finish his suit. He like yells at him at one point. And I was so proud of Wynn because Wynn, like, when he did that to him, he goes, I'm not taking orders from you. And I was like, You go, win. Good for you. You aren't taking orders from him. I was so, <laughs> I was so irate about James doing that because that was, I just was trying to put myself in James's place. Like, I want to do this thing. And I need someone else's help to do it. How am I going to treat that other person who, can, who, <laughs> who, who is the only person who can make this suit that I need to go and do this thing? I don't think I'm going to go in there and start yelling at the, that person. Like, I just, I was so dumbfounded. I was like, I don't even like James anymore. Forget the whole Guardian think- storyline. I don't even like James.
1: I think it's strange because the Guardian storyline is obviously something that they're trying to do to give James something to do, and it's his storyline. And yet, every episode, I come out of it thinking that was a good episode for Win.
0: Yeah. Well, and the the other part of it for me with this Guardian business, and and I've sort of mentioned this before, but I I, I think this episode like really. Emphasized it. So I have a problem with the fact that they are basically erasing every Jimmy Olsen trait they can from this character. In season one, he was pretty recognizable. He had um, the signal watch. Uh, he had a relationship with Lucy Lane. He talked about the Daily Planet. He had interactions with Cat Grant. He was sort of the love interest for Kara and Supergirl. He carried a camera around. He took pictures sometimes. Those were all very jimmy olsen traits and now that's all gone we don't we never see his signal watch we don't see him lucy lane's not even in season two cat grant is gone so we get less daily planet talk now he did interact with clark early on in the season but that was actually briefer than i thought it would be he He's not a love interest for Supergirl anymore, and his camera has been smushed. So <laughs> they totally <laughs> removed everything that made him Jimmy Olsen. And the kicker, the kicker for this, uh, they actually put that idea into dialogue. So James at one point says, this is who I am. I can't hide behind my camera anymore. So... He's like, okay, I'm not Jimmy Olsen anymore. Then when he's talking about, uh, like when James is opening the Guardian suitcase, I guess it is, um, Wynn tells him, this will be the end of James Olsen. Full stop. You do this. You are someone else. And I was like, oh. So that is a really heavy-handed way to say, this dude, I don't know who he is, but he's not Jimmy Olsen anymore. Um so I I had big time, time issues with some of that stuff with Guardian because I just I I think it's weird that if somebody was tuning in to Supergirl for the very first time and they were watching the show they would I feel like they would be confused as to who Macad Brooks is playing. And if that would be the case, that I think that's a problem because he has to have something that makes him jimmy olsen i know he's james olsen i know that they're trying to make it a little more progressive and making him you know not be in the shadows of the heroes anymore but there's got to be something that he retains of that character to make him who that is so i i don't know i it, not
1: sorry go ahead morgan i was gonna say it almost makes me wonder if they regret that they have um, him playing Jimmy Olsen And that's what it seems like It's like they they got the actor And then they were like he'll be James The grown man Olsen And then as it went along they were like Or let's just pivot and make him a completely Different character I mean he still got the name so we're stuck with that now But like It just feels like halfway through They were like oh man I wish we hadn't made him Jimmy Olsen I wish we had made him literally anyone else And then they just were like What about Guardian
0: yeah, it does sort of feel like that because it it's it's weird like a lot of these Berlanti shows like they don't I don't feel like they adapt these characters. They just sometimes will take the names of them and make them something totally different from what they are in the comics. And while I understand that as a writer that you kind of want to put your own spin on it, there's a point for me as a comic fan that I want to see the character that that person is playing. And so I, I think it's uh, unfortunate that we're not getting to see Jimmy Olsen be Jimmy Olsen, um, and that is very disappointing to me. And the, the fact that they you know, put in the dialogue that he there is the this is the end of Jimmy Olsen, there is no James Olsen anymore. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. I I thought the the shield was cool. I I thought the 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 para, you know him deflecting parasite was cool. But I also was like, how dumb is he? Like, Supergirl and Martian Manhunter go after Parasite. They both get their powers sucked out. They're out for the count. And so he decides, well, I'll go and take him on. Like, what? I don't understand that at all. Even Mon-El had a problem with him. And so uh, I kind of thought that was a little foolish that he would run out and do that. And um, speaking of Mon-El, I know we'll get to him in a second, but... I, I actually think what they're doing with Mon-el, Monel is what I would have preferred that they do with James uh, with this guardian business because Monel has started off really slowly and kind of bit by bit uh, tried to work up to that hero status even though he's kind of the reluctant hero like you see him saving a little girl from getting the you know getting trampled by the car you get to see him um, doing small things that make him a hero to to get him to that point. I think it would have benefited them to show James slowly work up to that. If he had, if James had saved that little girl in the episode, I would have been like, all right, James, I'm on your side. But the fact that he is so conceited that he, He's like, yeah, we're heroes. Like, that's his whole thing, is he just wants to be a hero. It's not necessarily about helping anyone else, I don't think. So, I don't know. I think they could have handled this a little better, um, even though some of the Guardian stuff was kind of cool. I, I, I have some real deeply rooted issues in it uh, that I'm trying to work through. Uh so since I uh, mentioned Monel, uh, we we got to see more of him and, and his his journey. I guess it is uh, in this episode. Um, Carly, what did you think about what Monel was uh, doing and how he was kind of making decisions in the episode?
2: Yeah, we definitely got to see more of him, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Carly's favorite character. Uh, he's back!
2: There's a reason. I Like, I don't honestly, I feel like I tune out every single time he's on screen. Like, the only thing I really remember is that he gets Kara drunk, which is hilarious. Like, drunk Kara is the funniest thing ever. She was um, pretty funny. I'm not lying, that's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> super cute. Um... I don't know I think I I feel like I get a little bit confused with the way that the show is handling him too because it seems like last week Kara was kind of resigning herself to the fact that like he was going to have to make his own way and his journey was going to be different from hers and blah 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 and then it seems like she's still putting all of her hopes and dreams on him to like be a superhero like be a hero And he and I feel like he kind of just keeps saying like, well, what if that's not what I want to be? And she's like, no, you you are, but you are though, you know. Like I feel like it's it was weird that the show had her kind of be like, okay, well maybe you're not going to work at Kako and like be just like me. But then this week they basically have her. I mean, I get that she's trying to train him so that he can like control his powers and not necessarily hurt anybody. But then she gets mad at him for. I guess like hiring himself out as muscle. And I'm like, but car, you basically just got done t- saying last week that you were like, okay, he's not going to, he may not be a hero. And then she turned, it feels like she kind of did a 180 again and was like, no, but, but the hero is in you. I just know it, you know? So that was, a, that was something that kind of frustrated me. Cause it, it felt a little bit like a reversal again.
0: Yeah, she didn't seem to give him any real choice in the matter. Uh that that was frustrating to me as well, uh how Kara was interacting with him and trying to put put all of her needs on him instead of letting him choose for himself. Um, although I did like the, the scene when Alex goes to the bar and she she basically tells him, like, I don't I don't believe in you at all, <laughs> but my sister does.
1: Um, I, I <laughs> Alex is me um, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I, I was thinking that I was like it's Carly <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I did I did like that I, I guess if Carly is Alex I guess I'm a little bit Kara because um, I, I, I did want him to step up and, and do something heroic. Um, Morgan what did you think about Monel?
1: Yeah I, I, I like the storyline I agree with Carly it was a little bit one step forward one step back for Kara because I did feel like we, She had learned the lesson Last week that she shouldn't try to You know make him into The person that she wants him to be On the other hand he definitely shouldn't be beating people up for money. I guess that's like <laughs> poor Brian. Not okay. Like not great. Not great at all. But, uh, the aliens' <laughs> name is Brian, though. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Brian. I feel like I feel like we're we're really like skip. like skimming over what a shining star Brian was. <laughs> it was so funny. Manel's like, oh, he owes
0: money, and Brian's like, no, I don't. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> Hopefully, Brian oh, has Brian. changed his ways and he's <laughs> he's learning. How to be a better citizen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Brian is learning and growing. Uh, Manel, not so much. Uh, I guess in this episode, it was like uh, he, I think it, it, it's nice that they're doing kind of like a slow ramp up to him, sort of embracing, helping out people. Maybe not, he's definitely not at the place where he wants to be a hero. He's at the place where he like doesn't want people to be crushed by cars. Which is nice. I mean, that's a step up from beating people up in alleyways. Uh, I did feel like it was a step back for Kara. She had kind of, in the previous episode, was like, you know, you have to make your own path. And then in this episode, she goes straight to, like, why aren't you a hero just like me? And I was like, I feel like you learned the lesson about that last week. But okay. Um, But I did like, you know, that... He he feels like a, a a very different character than a lot of the other characters on the show, um, and I appreciate that he he definitely brings like a different energy. And I like that not everybody likes him slash most people don't seem to much um, <laughs> because I I think it's nice that there's there is like a little bit of conflict and there's always kind of a little bit of humor when he's around. Like the uh the scene in the beginning where they're getting where he gets. Car drunk was so, so good. And then Car at the DEO later, like too drunk to actually help out, was amazing. <laughs> yeah, she was like,
0: You're really tall to to John. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah, I I I I thought for the most part I, I liked Monel in this episode. I don't quite understand Supergirl's method of training him though, where she just basically just beats him up.
1: I was like, that. I don't think that's <laughs> I don't think that's really effective. I feel, like, I feel like she was just working out some aggravation. I don't feel like that was training at all. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know. I I think you need to tell him how to punch, maybe how to do some kicks. Uh, that would be, I think, a little more effective training for him. Um, just beating him up is not doing anything. <laughs> uh, so I didn't really understand that. Um, but I think uh, to to wrap us up on the mon L thing, we have to talk about this. I know it was like two seconds long. But monel gets kidnapped by the doctor, and um, dun, dun, dun. Uh, I, I'm very curious to hear what uh, if you have any speculations on that. Uh, Carly, do you have any thoughts? Why? Why do they always have to say "Welcome to Cadmus"?
1: Well, they're, <laughs> they're, she's just being polite. Guess, Maybe they were just like we, we. It just it cut away before they gave him his like welcome packet. <laughs> it was just so funny Showed to him me to his that dorm. they like.
2: They're hauling him into a van, and she's just like, "Welcome to Cadmus." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> like we know that you're Cadmus already. <laughs> you don't have to keep saying it." <laughs> um, I thought that was kind of silly, but now I'm wondering. I had, I know that we've talked about the potential for Jeremiah Danvers to be Cyborg Superman. What about Monel? I'm just mm. throwing that possibility out there. I don't know.
0: <laughs> It could be. Dun dun dun. I guess, I guess we'll. I guess we we might find out next episode. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to get to that maybe in the spoiler section. Uh, but that is something to consider. Um, Morgan, do you have any thoughts about seeing the doctor or any speculations about why they need Monel?
1: Yeah, I'm curious about why they need or what they want Monel for. Like, I don't know because I'm really bad at like trying to figure out where shows are going um but i was really happy to see the doctor i was like yeah (laughs) because i love her uh she's so evil and so like deliciously evil even though she i mean and 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 welcoming too really like yeah sure she's gonna kidnap you but she's gonna welcome you to cadmus so (laughs) welcome to the kidnapping silver lining (laughs) welcome to the kidnapping exactly
0: (laughs) Yeah, that, it was very exciting to me. I was very glad to see even just a little bit of her at the end of the episode. Um, I was very excited by that. Uh, well, uh, let's get to some overall thoughts. Uh, Carly, what did you think about this episode as a whole?
2: It was pretty good. Uh, not my favorite episode so far, but I think the strongest part, for me was the Alex storyline. And then everything else was kind of like meh. <laughs> like I didn't really care that much about everything else. So um I would say like a solid B episode. I liked the, I liked the, uh, the little, the thing reference and the Alex stuff. That's pretty
0: much it. Everything else was just kind of like, okay for me. Morgan, what are your thoughts about this episode as a whole?
1: Yeah, like every I feel like every uh podcast we were recording I was saying like, "Oh, I like this one better than the one before." I think um my streak has ended now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it had to end sometime, which, I guess. It had it had to end sometime. You can't you can't always pitch a perfect game. Um this one I thought was good. It just like wasn't my favorite of the season. Um the Alex storyline for me, floated this episode um, it, without the Alex storyline, I probably would have been eh. about it. Um, with the Alex storyline, I really, really enjoyed the episode because uh, they're doing such a good job with that. And Kyler Lee is so incredible in this episode; um, just like really destroys me in every single one of her scenes. Um, I was. I'm also. I, I don't think we brought it up in the discussion, but I'm also interested to see where the Martian Manhunter stuff is going to go because uh i thought that was a little interesting i was wondering if we were gonna find out if she was gonna um miss martian was gonna have to reveal that she's you know a a white martian and she didn't but then they did a blood transfusion so it was like is that okay i don't know anything about this from like a comic book or like biology standpoint so (laughs) or comic book biology standpoint so (laughs) who knows with that but uh um, so I'm I'm interested to see where that's going to go too. Obviously, not enough Martian Manhunter in this episode for me. There's never enough Martian Manhunter in any episode for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was so brief uh, that I I didn't think we could do it as a, a topic of discussion. But yeah, we did see the blood transfusion happen, and uh, Jean's hand was shaking a little bit. So I don't know if why martian blood and green martian blood i don't know how different they are and if it's going to cause any problems i don't know uh but yeah so that will definitely be a a thread to continue uh throughout the season um for me i i thought this episode was okay i would i would agree with that i i liked the parasite stuff uh I, i thought that was cool um i I enjoyed the little Easter egg of them going to the Thoral Arctic Research Station because Thoral, of course, is a is an anagram of Luther. So uh, the place in Norway was somehow connected to a Luther. I don't know which Luther, um, but I would like to think it's connected to Alina because of the Thoral uh, Easter egg there. So um, I, I'm curious to see if, if, if Lena has any uh, dealings that she hasn't uh ta- you know uh, talked about but uh yeah i'm not i'm i'm really not crazy about this guardian business uh but i did think the uh car and alex stuff and even some of the Monel stuff uh sort of won me over in the episode uh so it was okay it wasn't it wasn't the greatest uh but uh, i thought it was uh good for those aspects so I think that's going to do it for our discussion, uh, but let's find out what our listeners had to say about changing. At Tony Chu says, I'm loving Guardian. I was like, yes,
2: when Parasite was knocked back hard by James's shield. At Madtown Davidson says, likes the episode, but in the history of bad ideas, James and Wynn keeping Guardian's secret from Kara is way up there. <laughs> At Patty Mello 20 says this episode had some amazing character development. I'm crying for Alex, but not buying this James plot line at little hope. He says, I feel like the whole guardian thing does more for wins character than James, the grown man, Olson <laughs> at L underscore blue says, got to say one of the best things about this season, aside from the inimitable snapper car is the new win.
0: Yeah. And I had remembered while i was watching the show that we had not we have not seen snapper i don't think in two episodes and i'm very upset about this (laughs) um we have not Yeah, this is not okay (laughs) this is not acceptable uh we haven't been able to give any snaps to snapper in a little while um and i'm really missing uh what snapper is up to so uh they need to course correct that in in the next episode i feel like if we don't get to see snapper next episode i'm gonna i'm gonna be very upset
1: uh, <laughs> I want to see, like, a whole, like, training montage where he's, like, trying to learn how to snap, but he's not doing it right. And then at the end, he, like, just does a snap and, like, winks at the camera. Well, you know how a snapper has that teleportation ability when he snaps his
0: fingers? Um, so I don't know if you uh, if you all listened to the Flash podcast episode talking about invasion. But Andrew Dice, uh, is who is one of my favorite people on Twitter and on the internet and in podcasting, he suggested uh, his theory was at some point snapper is going to just be in a room by himself and he's going to snap his fingers one good time. And then he's going to disappear. And that's, that's (laughs) (laughs) going to be what happens. And I would be up for that. I think that's a great idea. It's a good theory, Uh, but we have to see snapper at least one good time in order for that to happen. So uh, I hope we get to see him soon. At Rantasmo, one
2: says, I know that it is too soon, but it is odd that neither Alex nor Kara mentioned Eliza regarding Alex's sexuality. I have a feeling we're going to get a Helen Slater cameo, though. I feel like it's coming.
0: I'm telling you, that Jeremiah Danvers plotline has got to come back. Mm, I know. Uh,
2: at Miss lely 99 says, I enjoy the emotional moments of the Danvers sisters. Kyler Lee knocked it out of the park with her raw acting. Very touching at Chris Fundolinsky says Kyler Lee was so wonderful and had such beautiful scenes with Melissa Benoist. Those two touched all the right chords. At John Babry says, I think the show needs a Ron Swanson character.
0: <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> unfortunately, uh, just because John uh, gave us so much uh, great feedback with all his tweets, uh, it was just too much that we couldn't read all of them. Um, but he was basically saying that Ron Swanson on Parks and Recreation was kind of like the character that uh, embodied a, a another side to Leslie Nope's character, and sort of uh, needing the balance in you know in regarding politics and issues on the show so i think john made a fair point about that i i, I do think that they did a good job of showing both sides of of the argument of, around the alien amnesty act so i would like to see more of that um but yeah i would i would be up for a ron swanson character
2: well the irony of once ron swanson is he's anti-government but he works for the government yeah like- <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Like, he works for the Parks Department, but he hates the government. And he, like, has all his gold, like, his money is all in gold and buried in random, point, random, <laughs> like, places in Pawnee. Like, he, he, I don't even think he would want to work for the DEO, because he would just be like, this is garbage.
1: It would be great. I just, now I just really want Ron Swanson. Like, not a Ron Swanson character, but <laughs> the Ron Swanson. <laughs> He'd show
2: up and just be like, I want all the bacon and
0: eggs you have. What? In National City. I can't remember I what, what I'm about. <laughs> uh, what was the uh, saxophone uh, player oh, identity? Duke Silver. Silver. Duke Silver. I, I think Duke <laughs> Silver needs to play at the Alien Bar. I think that
1: needs to be like oh my his, God. his local
0: yes. joint. That's perfect.
1: Yeah. That would just be, like, a perfect Easter egg. Just, like, just get Nick Oliverman in there for, like, literally, like, a blink and you'll miss it. Like, was that Duke Silver? And then, like, it's the next scene. Just have him in the background, like, out of focus. You can't even really well, see him
2: a little bit, but, like, he's still there. And, like, people are talking. And then you're like,
1: wait. I mean, I think it works because um, – Crisis on Infinite purds means that they're in the same universe, right? Yeah, True. so th- there's got to be a, a Duke
0: Silver somewhere on Supergirl's Earth. I think I think that's a good thought.
2: I believe it. Uh, and last, uh, at Legacy Falcon says, wondering what long-term effects the blood transfusion might have on John. I'm wondering that, too, actually. I was very worried about him when his hands started shaking. I was like, oh, no.
1: And, and Megan's face was kind of like, whoops
0: <laughs> yeah but good on her for um trying to save his life anyway even though yeah she, you
1: know she was yeah. hesitant to
2: do it so uh, yeah. i mean you don't really know what's gonna how it's gonna
0: affect him i guess that's we'll, the problem i guess we'll yeah. find out uh maybe next episode uh we'll, we'll have to see Well, uh, we got an email from a listener named Craig who writes, quote, My only real complaint about this episode was Dr. Rudy Jones being so gung-ho about the environment. It came off as overly preachy and unnecessary. I suppose they thought this would be more topical than making him a janitor, which was his job in the comics and Superman the Animated Series, unquote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's... I I didn't get a chance to uh, re-watch the Superman the Animated Series uh, to get his uh, backstory, but... I. I think that's a, I think it worked for the episode in, in terms of him being all about the environment and climate change and all that. But I did, yeah, it was a lit it was a tad preachy about that subject.
1: There was a there was a, a moment where I, I really laughed where he was like talking about the other lab workers and he was like they basically saying like they they died due to climate change and I was like I think they died due, due to like a giant like like parasite that like parasite monster but Okay. (laughs) If that's the way you want to go with it. If that's that's where you want to go with it, sure,
0: sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Uh,
2: We have another email from Ricard who writes, quote, I disagree with Rebecca on a lot of things, but one thing that unites us is our dislike of the James Guardian storyline. I just cannot stand it. It has been rushed, forced, and had never had any buildup whatsoever. Hey, I think we all agree with him on that. I'm just saying.
0: (laughs) Well, I, I'm glad. It's, it's true. I, I'm glad, Ricard, that we could see eye to eye on something, even if it's a uh, something negative. Uh, it, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's been difficult. It's been difficult on me personally. <laughs> I've I really, I really struggled oh. with it.
1: We're, we're all in this together, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marcus sent us an email to chime in about James Olson, as guardian, writing. I'm still on the fence about James's transition into a hero. When he told Wynn that he's been ready to become a hero ever since he found out Clark was Superman, to me it came off like a huge case of hero envy that he gets that he now gets to act on. I wondered if I was wrong, but then I thought back to the episode Red-Faced in season one when General Lane told James, and I quote, you ally yourself with people you think are special, but that doesn't make you special. I'm by no means a fan of the General, but now it feels like he may have had more insight than I thought.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good pull mm. from Red-Faced. Good, yeah. good pull pull back to that episode. <sighs> James. Uh, our last email comes from Chris who asks, quote, Do you guys feel that the pacing of the show has changed since the start of season two? Is this because of the adjusted budget of the show and their condensing stories and time in each episode, and in doing so, they are moving the season along at a faster rate? I feel like the show is off a bit because of it that certain things aren't explained so easily and we're left to make up our own minds about what is going on unquote. Um, So does anybody have any thoughts about that, about the the pace of the show? Do you feel like it's uh, different for any reason?
2: I have to wonder (laughs) if part of it is due to the fact that this isn't season one anymore. And like they had to do a lot of establishing in season one because it's a whole new universe. It's a whole new, you know, superhero. You've got to kind of build up the world and, and all of that, so maybe they're kind of maybe it feels faster because we're not spending as much time explaining all that stuff every week like we used to. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I think that I would agree on some storylines, but I think that in season two they've sort of expanded out the world um, in a way I, I really liked. But then you get stuff like the James Guardian storyline, which absolutely I would hundred percent agree is. It's like ridiculously sped up, so I don't know. I guess it, it's maybe it just some of the storylines do feel a little bit rushed, and that maybe that makes the rest of the season feel a little rushed as well.
0: Yeah, I would agree that it does feel there are some things like that, Alex. Maggie relationship I'm like whoa slow down this feels like this is going really fast um yeah there are some things I, I think that that do feel like they're rushed but I don't I don't think it has anything to do with budget necessarily or or the fact that they are on the CW I that's that's a writing issue I mean that's just I don't care what network it's on I don't care what the budget is that's just somebody not planning very well and I I have been wondering if the crossover, the big four-show crof- crossover that's coming up, I wonder if that caused any problems in terms of, like, maybe they started out the season uh, when they were planning it. Maybe back in the summer they had a, a, a plan and a schedule of what they wanted to do. And when the four-show crossover thing came up, they had to figure out a way to smush all their storylines in the first half of the season to make room for that. I I don't know. That's me speculating Um because sometimes I think the crossover could impact the various shows that are involved. Um, so I don't know, um, but yeah, I, I hope I hope that they kind of you know take take a breather um, in the second half and, and kind of slow down and really try to make all these storylines work. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. Ho- hopefully uh, hopefully they can make it feel like it's not going as fast. But I would agree that it, it, do- it does feel different uh, than Season 1 for sure. Well, thank you, everybody, for your feedback. And if you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. If you would like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. And you can listen to us on Google Play and iHeartRadio. And we are a literal Supergirl radio on Spotify. So if you've got some time, definitely check out our playlist. We are available on
2: iTunes and Stitcher. So if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review. And we're
1: part of the DCTV Podcast Network. So if you also like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, DC Films, and classic DC TV shows, subscribe to our DC TV podcast, Mega Feed, and follow at DC TV podcast on Twitter and like DC TV podcast yeah dctv podcast on facebook i almost got through the whole thing
0: <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> it was just at the end it's fine it's fine so close uh, so close uh well if you uh want to follow me on twitter you can follow me at derbykid. that's d-e-r-b-y-k-i-d and uh just to plug a recent podcasting appearance i was uh i was on one of my favorite podcasts uh holy batcast if you're a batman fan you probably know about it uh, but i hung out with andy and jamie of holy Batcast to discuss the animated movie called batman return of the caped crusaders and we also talked about the return of young justice and the lego batman movie trailer that came out recently so it's actually a good time i had uh, a wonderful time talking with the two of those guys and i got to talk about batman that's so rare for me normally I, <laughs> you, you all probably know this too like you know when when we go on other podcasts it's usually to talk about supergirl and i love talking about supergirl but sometimes it's nice to talk about other characters so uh, that was really fun cuz i've i've been a batman fan since i was 9 years old so i was like oh this is great i get to talk about batman so uh if you get a chance and want to listen to g- some good batman talk uh check out my appearance on Holy Batcast i think it was episode number 81
2: uh, you can follow me on Twitter at my name, Carly Lane. Uh, I'm weekend editor over at the Mary Sue, which you can visit at themarysue.com. Mostly, I'm ranting on Twitter about how it's okay if you want to use pop culture and entertainment to take a break right now because we all need it. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh yeah i mean i'm i'm really tired of reading the uh, the hot takes about how life isn't harry potter like i think we know that it's cool (laughs) we're all adults here (laughs) exactly
2: i mean let's let's not shame everyone for escapism because we all we all
0: have it (laughs) i think we're doing (laughs) that right now uh podcasting about supergirl as a little escapism there
1: true story Truth Um, (laughs) You can also find me on Twitter I'm at Mojotastic That's M-O-J-O-T-S-T-I-C You can find some of my stuff on Buddy TV And uh, I'm also a co-host Of the Legends of Tomorrow podcast So if you're gearing up For the four show crossover And you're like What's Legends of Tomorrow about Um, The answer (laughs) is a lot of confusing time travel stuff That I don't understand And you should listen to the Legends of Tomorrow podcast Because my co-hosts Uh, understand time travel a lot better than i do but you got four more episodes this season that's exciting that's true we did yeah so that was fun
0: yeah don't beat yourself up time travel is a very difficult subject that that i don't understand either so uh that seems very normal i would think (laughs) (laughs) um well if you want to hang out for a quick spoiler section we'll be doing that after our theme music But until then, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Carly Lane. And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And remember, if you want to be a hero, you can start by standing up.
1: Murderer. i don't kill we've issued an arrest order for
0: the vigilante known as guardian
2: you aren't willing to do what's necessary to see justice done
0: if you think you're a hero you're crazier than i thought we'll agree to disagree Show yourself. why are you doing this
1: because it's time for you to die supergirl all new this monday at 8 7 central on the cw
0: And we are back. And what you just heard was the audio for what's coming up on Supergirl. The next episode is called The Darkest Place. Although on some sites and descriptions I've seen it called The Darkest Places. So I don't know if it's singular or plural. Uh, (laughs) So I'm just going to go with The Darkest Place for right now. We'll we'll find out uh, when the episode airs, uh, if they add an S to it or not. Uh, But the official description reads, quote, while Guardian tries to clear his name after being accused of a murder committed by another vigilante, Supergirl heads out on a solo mission to rescue Monel, who has been captured by Cadmus. While fighting to free Monel, Supergirl comes face to face with Cyborg Superman. Unquote. So, Carly, what about this description? Are you the most excited about? I don't know if I'm excited. I'm mostly like,
2: where another vigilante like where are they coming from all of a sudden (laughs) (laughs) he gets framed for murder by another vigilante like who just shows up i guess
0: um it's brian also brian brian the the alien turned turned a corner and he's trying to help (laughs) out but he's still doing bad things i i guess that's i guess that's who that is
2: is brian like r kelly of season two
0: (laughs) he might be he might be i don't know
2: (laughs) I hope we're not saying "R.I.P. Brian" after next week. Um, <laughs> oh, Brian! Oh, Brian! I um. The other thing that that struck me by the description is Supergirl going out on a solo mission, which to me seems like that's going to end badly. I mean, if we see from the we see from the uh, teaser, she's getting she's getting kicked around a little bit. So and that I don't think literally. that's going to turn out very. Yeah, she's literally getting kicked around. So uh, I I I feel kind of. Uh, I don't know. I'm feeling a little apprehensive about that.
0: Yeah, it's it's never to go, uh, never smart to go around uh, like that by yourself. You need to take some backup, uh, Morgan. What do you think about this episode description? What, what's what's sticking out to
1: you? Yeah, I'm excited for more Cadmus because that means more of uh, more of the Doctor. So,
0: yes.
1: and I'm always excited about that. I was also, you know, you we see her, um, we see Kara fighting. It looks looks like fighting uh, John Jones. Um, so I wasn't sure if that was because of the white Martian, uh, blood or if that was like, I know we had kind of talked about cyborg Superman showing up and I was wondering like, what if that's like the real Hank Henshaw? It could be, uh, because in the description, it says
0: Supergirl comes face to face with cyborg Superman. And in the trailer, we see Supergirl fighting what looks like John Jones. Uh, but it could be someone else. It could be the real Hank Henshaw. Uh, so that's that's a good point. For me, I'm very excited about the Cadmus stuff. Uh, I'm very excited to see the uh, Doctor again. Uh, she's probably up to no good, which is uh, the way I like her. Um, and uh, the Cyborg Superman. I'm I'm a huge fan of well. I shouldn't say a huge fan because he does some really dastardly things in comics. Uh, but I, I like the character of cyborg Superman as a villain. So I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with him. Um, and, and especially since cyborg Superman has been playing a, uh, a big part in the Supergirl rebirth comics. So it, it's kind of interesting to see that that's kind of coming around the same time as the comics. So, uh, yeah, I think this, this all sounds really exciting. The, the guardian stuff, not super excited about, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, so this, this sounds like a good episode. Well, thanks for listening. And we'll be back with another episode discussion next time on Supergirl Radio.